Hi, welcome to church today. The message you're about to listen to came from a recent gathering at our church. Be encouraged as you enjoy this message. Hallelujah. Come on, let's keep praying. Father, we thank you. It's just a wonderful sense of you. And I thank you for the way you lead and guide us every minute of every day. Thank you that you're with us. Thank you that you're teaching us. Thank you that we're taking our identity from you. Thank you, Father, that you're changing us. Thank you this has been spoken as a day of change. And so we do, we receive the breath of heaven and we receive the life of heaven. We receive the other realm. We receive it in Jesus' name. I thank you, Father, we can press in. We don't have to live according to this world's dictates. I thank you. I thank you for being with us. I thank you. Thank you that while we are here on the earth realm, Father, we can bring you glory. And we bind and break the power of every sickness, every disease, every resistance to our blessing. We thank you for preparing our hearts for where we're going to go. Thank you. Thank you that you take the foolish things of the world to confound their wisdom. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. You're good. You're kind. You're just amazing. Thank you that you totally um, reschedule our schedules when we get too busy. You just say, okay. This is what I want you to do. I want you to do this and not do that. I thank you for that way that we're your sheep and we hear your voice. We're listening for you today. We have ears to hear. We came to hear from you. We made the effort to come and hear what you have to say. And I thank you for that. Thank you. Thank you. Open our eyes. Flood our eyes. Open us up to hear what you want us to hear. In Jesus' name. Oh, thank you. I've been so wanting to um, step into new places, haven't you? Amen. We've just been wanting to do it, but you have to wait for God till God says, okay, it's time. It's no point in us trying to do stuff in our own strength. It's completely pointless. It's pointless to share anything, to do anything. Unless we have the right heart in what we do, there's no anointing. So we thank you. So I just am going to go through something quite quickly. I've had this word on me for this month about to give you. And I put it in the March prayer thought. And if you have one of these in your seats, you can pick it up and read along with me. But I'm going to read from Ephesians 1 because... um, Paul said, I always pray. There's some prayers in the Bible you should always pray. Why? Because it's a God-given relational thing. It's a daily thing. He prayed this. He said, "For I, verse 17, Ephesians 1, and most of you know, I use an amplified Bible. For I always pray to the God of our Lord Jesus Christ the Father of glory, that he may grant you a spirit of wisdom. He may grant you, think about it, God grants you a spirit of wisdom. You don't have any wisdom on your own. God grants, he gives it. Having a grant means I have a grant. But I have to daily ask and I keep on asking. He grants me a spirit of wisdom and revelation. Wisdom comes from the Greek word Sophia. It means the big picture, 
That's what wisdom is. You pull back and you see the big picture. Huh? Sophia. Many girls I know, they're called Sophie and Sophia. So, uh, and I've been looking at life from the two different aspects. The last few months, God's been really stretching me, saying, that's a worldly way. You don't have to, you know, you don't have to live your life according to the world's way. And you think many times you're a failure because you haven't made the mark the way the world makes the mark. But that, you're not a failure in God. You never are in God. He doesn't make any failures. He makes people who are on the way, on a journey. We're on a journey, aren't we? It's great. Satan's the one who reminds me of my past, and I have a pretty colorful past, which I don't talk about, because God told me to abstain from speaking of the works of darkness. So prod and pry as much as you want, but you're not going to get it out because it's under the blood. Your past is under the blood. So forget what you used to be. Okay? So wisdom and revelation of insight, listen to this, into mysteries and secrets. You can leave it up there. In the deep and intimate knowledge of him. I want to go deep. I want to have deep relationships. I don't like surface stuff. I like deep stuff. I love it when somebody speaks to me and it goes down deep. The other day I was um, preparing to do the video for the monthly video and I don't do it for myself because it was freezing cold that day and this girl who had cut my hair I'm sorry, but she is from South Africa, and I love South Africa. I've never been there yet, but I will go one day. I have been invited. But anyway, she had a really bad sore throat, and uh, she said, don't touch me, don't come near me. And I thought, well, you're going to cut my hair. She said, I'm not going to hug you. I'm like, okay, fine, that's fine. But we have a deep relationship. We talk about you know, stuff that goes down in the heart. And I pray that you all have relationships with different ones that are deep. Because surface relationships, that's what they are. They're very shallow. And who wants to be in the shallow end? Rod was talking about the out-of-body experience I've had. And I have, and I do want to talk about it, and I do want to discuss it. And there's so much that happened But it was revelatory, it's revelation. So this verse, Paul said he prayed always. So you need to pray always for revelation, for wisdom and revelation. Okay? Make this prayer, and that's why why I do what I do. But uh, we're going to look at the video for the month, because the Lord put on my heart so strongly about the church world. I grew up in Norfolk. I was born in Norfolk, and I grew up there. And I grew up in the Anglican church. So you could say I grew up as an Anglican, but I didn't really, because I always had a relationship with God. So I don't know if you have that, but the word for this month is revelation. I don't know if they have it. I have. Oh, here we have. Hello, I'm Julie Anderson. Um, after praying about where we should do this month's video, I really felt like we need to pray for the church because we've been moving towards this media gate. And I feel like the church is not viewed the way God sees it and God has intended. So I, we come down in front of Westminster Abbey to stand here as symbolic, if you like, of prayer. So I'm going to encourage you in a minute to pray. And, um, you know, we're in the season of Purim, the season of cleansing. And God is certainly cleansing us from the inside out. He's always at work from the inside out. So, I said all of that to say this. Be encouraged. Know that even though we're in transition, even though it's really jolly cold out here, and even though we're in the floodplain, and yeah, this is Westminster, so you can hear the noise, I encourage you to pray. Pray for a spirit of revelation, because we as a church, 
have incredible power available to us. We have access to heaven. We can bind what is not lawful in heaven on the earth. And as we stand here, I pray, Father, in Jesus' name, let me pray for you. That you are released. You are stirred. The gift inside of you is stirred up so that you are able to pray and loose what is lawful in heaven on the earth and father we thank you for the opportunity to pray for the church of england as we stand here and we thank you all these tourists all these people come to uh, from all over the world to look at the church and father many times i think we've looked at stony buildings we need to look at hearts we need to see hearts on the inside like you do so in Jesus name I do pray that the inside of us comes alive to speak life in Jesus name Amen because not everybody sees your inside God sees it your mother, your father I put my hand up because my mum's in heaven I know that My dad, I'm intentional about him being in heaven. But there are times that troubles come, but you have to remember, like Rod said, the word. So I think about this because I want to bring the word of revelation to you. You see, um, yesterday, I think it was, I don't think she's here, but Angela Hodge FaceTimed me from St. Lucia. It was horrible. Yeah, it was really horrible. And I said, oh, is it warm there? Because I've been really cold lately. And she said, yeah, the water's really warm. And I thought about the revelation you have when you go to put your foot in the water. It's suddenly you realize you're expecting it to be good. We're expecting things in the future to be bad. But actually, they're going to be good. They're going to be so good everything that's going to happen to us because God has a plan okay so I mean (laughs) he walked back in the room I was in the living room and and, um, I said look and here she was parading up and down the beach I'm like that is so cheeky to me that was so cheeky that's by my beach you know I love the beach I'm a beach girl I'm like what are you doing there my nephew has a timeshare there and two of my best friends one of my best friends anyway and her husband they went recently and I could see it was just gorgeous the sun was shining and many times I think we because we haven't seen it we don't have a real expose if you like on we haven't pulled the curtains back which is what the word revelation means or take the lid off rod always says it's taking the lid off to him it's cooking but actually when i looked the word up it means it comes from the greek word apocalypsis and it's a two-edged sort of word referring to something that has been veiled then almost instantly suddenly it becomes clear like drawing back the curtain out of the way so you see what's always been there you know and sometimes you get up in the morning and you pull a curtain back and then you actually see the day or pull the blinds up whatever it is you can actually see and it's not a long winded thing revelation you have revelation of the media business i do too and i know that god is about to move but revelation is personal you know i don't know why he took a girl from norfolk and i came up out of my body and it wasn't i didn't die i wasn't in a um near they call it nde in the hospital i know you want to say something Okay, so we're trying to work in a new way together. So I know (laughs) it's a blessing. It's a blessing, whatever God's got. So please look at your, to go back to the bulletin, please look at you, please pray daily that you receive revelation. Now, I don't know where you need it. All I know is I know where I need it. Okay, I need it for the future. You need it wherever you need it. Okay, we need revelation of who we are and what we are called to do. 
Okay, so don't you want to receive guidance from the Holy Spirit? Yeah, of course we do. That's why we're here. We're here to receive guidance. And we thank you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. The way he guides is amazing. It's so amazing. He told me, I guess it was last Sunday, before then, you know, I was not going to be doing this message to start the month off, but Rod was, and I heard you had a great, incredible time as you moved into the new. And we're always going to have that, that kind of stuff happen because God's not in religion and tradition. He's in relationship. So revelation, expose, if you like. So whatever you've been called and bring a change in, God's going to prepare you. It is like a surprise. It is a bit of a shock. It is a bit of an eye-opener when you get a revelation. Something you've been afraid of, you're no longer afraid of. Suddenly, we looked around and there was nothing to fear. There's nothing to fear but fear. I think, I don't know who said that. I forget. Anyway, so Paul said he always prayed revelation and that God was going to grant it. So think about that. Think about Ephesians. We don't do this just because it's a nice thing to do to fill up space. Um, And I've been revealed by God and led by God to move into colors more. What colors we wear because we color speaks. You know, there are, there's no, no way to describe what you see in heaven because there aren't English words for it. All I know is that when you move forward and you don't live from your head, but you live from your heart, your he- in your head you may hear words, you, you know, God doesn't want you to do this. People are threatened. Don't worry about it. The Holy Spirit knows where he's leading you, where he's guiding you. He's leading and guiding us all into the final, final move of God. And I was asking God the other day, we'd been watching, I forget something, and I think I sent it to David. I'll try to remember it. But God just suddenly spoke to me, and I I was watching, we were watching a conference from America and they were fighting and praying in tongues and they were urgent and passionate and they were asking for revival. And I thought, to myself anyway, I thought, well, that's weird because we have revival, we have God, we have God living on the inside of me. And I said, God, we don't pray for that in our church. What's, what's, what, what is it about our church? It's, it feels like it's small and yet it's effective, very effective in the spirit. And the Lord said, you don't have to be crying out for my presence. My presence is with you. Now, you can look and say, oh, that's fine. But, you know, it really touched me as God spoke to me. And he said, my presence is with you. Now, it's not that he hasn't said that before. He has. But it was that he said it the other day. And he said, my presence is with you. Therefore, I'm going to teach you. Therefore, everything you do is blessed. So I started questioning him and saying, but there are loads of things in my life that aren't a blessing. I struggle with things, you know. And um, hey, don't we all? But the bottom line is, are we going to fear stuff? Like Rod said last week, are we going to worry? I don't know, I wasn't here, but he shared with me what he was going to talk to you about. Are you going to worry about stuff? Or are you going to, are you going to be in faith? And this morning he came through and he'd been reading and he shared with me. I forget where it is now. I have to look now. I think it was in Mark or Matthew. Matthew. I know I looked it up, but he told me the story. And I thought, well, this is true. See, you have, you say, well, revelation, that's a bit boring. I've been like, you have revelation that I don't have. I have revelation that you don't have. Some revelation you can speak about. Some has to remain veiled. It has to. Why? Because there's some things that you know that you're supposed to pray them in. 
So God is magnified. Let me let me go there if I get there, Matthew. Oh, I think it's done me so much good to just be alone with God because he accepts me, he's working on me, he's not done with me. There's so many areas um, that I have been taught by him to move in the spirit and he wants to teach you, but until you get alone with him and ask for revelation... Until you get alone with him and ask for revelation, how to play your instrument, what to do, it's nothing. Nothing's going to matter. Nothing's going to make. Nothing's going to work right, because it's all about being alone with him. Okay. So let me look in Matthew where we were. I don't know if you want to share. I find it hard because I know that. The things that God has called me to, they're not of this world necessarily. They're of the spirit world. We have two different ways of looking at life. We can look at life in fear. We can look at the day in fear. Or we can look that God is actually with us and it will be okay. It's what we understand. It's what we comprehend. Sometimes we think, oh, we, I could say it better. I could say it quicker. Well, good for you, you know. Good for you. When you apply the word of God in the spiritual realm, you, you're applying truth. Truth that was always there. It just means that when you walk in the earth... You know, and you apply the word of God. It's what you comprehend. But it was always there. Some people already have got it. Why don't you just nudge yourself and say, I haven't got it all yet, but I need to. Come on, let's get real for a minute. I haven't got it all yet, but I need to. Because what happens is, this pulling the curtains back, you see what's beyond. It's always been there. Rod likes to explain it as, and I think this is a good example of how to explain things. You can smell something cooking in the kitchen. So you go in the kitchen, you take the lid off to see what is cooking. Oh, that looks great. It's a great meal. It smells good. It gets your senses moving. It's a connection in your soulish realm. You all smelt it. The lid came off. The homemade soup. Oh, yes. That'll work. That's great. Some people have a big thing about food. They want to know what's going on. I, I'm sorry. I don't. I just don't. I could care less. I eat what's ever there. You know, it might be nuts and fruit and water. I'm just, I'm not, I don't really care about, there's nothing that satisfies me about this realm because there's nothing revelatory about this realm. It doesn't do me any good, physical food. I like to make sure I eat well and I know when I need some protein and I know when I need not worry. I just, you just know. You just have revelation. You know? You have a revelation. Uh, you can be sick and you're like, I know what I need to eat. I don't need to be, I don't need it on a tray or a silver tray. I'm not a queen bee. You know? I'm just God's daughter. But I know that I can't eat that red meat stuff. I can't, there's some things. I can't. Oh, I'm in such trouble now. But I can't. I don't want a lot of red meat. So I'll do it sometimes. I know. He's a big guy, though. He knows. We eat differently. We think differently. We act differently. We teach differently. Completely different. Okay. So one... What happens is God suddenly pulls back the curtains and you're like, why are you pulling back the curtains? Because it's the right time. It's the right time. 
You know, maybe some of you have been like, I remember when we were doing the prayer school and God said, everybody has blinders on, blinkers on, you know, and I saw like these racehorses and they have like blinders. So you can't see. Why don't you pray that God will give you revelation of how to see what you're not seeing because you think you know it all, you know. But truths are actually hidden until God chooses to reveal them. It's God who gives. And that's why Paul prayed for God to give him the spirit. It's the spirit, the spirit of wisdom and revelation. You know, give, the Greek word means to hand something over completely to someone else. I think about the lost in the world and I think about the hundreds of people, millions, billions of people who haven't heard the gospel in a way they can get it. And you look at them and you think, oh, you don't know. You don't know this. We can change the way we think. We can explain we've been having encounters with God we've been living in this but it doesn't mean anything if somebody out in the natural world gets it and changes huh they have to change people have to be our minds have to be transformed when I first came back to England um, and God showed me um, in Romans 12 too you can put that up if you want It's important that we understand the transformation of our minds. Okay, open your Bibles and let's go and read it. Oh, it is up there. Don't be conformed to this world. Thank you, sorry. It's hard to see in the back who's doing what. Thanks, Elizabeth. Don't be conformed. And I... I mean, I was in shock because I was like, beacon for, you know, ask God, where are you conformed to this world? You're conformed to the Bakersfield mindset or the London mindset or the Norwich mindset of what we expect a husband to be, a wife to be. I love that uh, you guys are doing, it's going to be great. And I love the haircut. <laughs> That's brave. <laughs> I did notice. Anyway, do not be conformed to this world. Don't be conformed to the world this age, fashioned after and adapted to its external superficial customs. But be transformed, be changed by the entire renewal of your mind. And don't go to sleep. Listen to this. Where do you need to get some transformation? Huh? I don't know. But God does, and you do. You can't look at me all holy. Because each of us have our own places. And and I remember reading this on the plane coming back, thinking, I was actually offended by it because I thought I'd been living in Los Angeles for about eight years or seven years. And I had... Thank God he took me out of the darkness and the beliefs. Sometimes you just need time out. You know, when this girl who was cutting my hair, and she's always cut my hair, she cuts our hair, she cuts yours now too. She had a sore throat and she was like, don't come near me, I've got a sore throat. Well, I realized it got on me. I could hardly talk two or three days later. But God is good, you know, God is wonderful. And I thought, I've been thinking about this. So I've been asking him, where do I need to have some, where do I need to have some renewal of my mind? It says, by the entire renewal of your mind, but it's new ideals and it's new attitude, so that you may prove for yourself, you have to prove for yourself, what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. How do I prove that for myself? Even the thing which is good and acceptable and perfect in his sight for you. So I'm like, what is acceptable for you? So Jean comes down and he's done the email and stuff and... I'm like, okay, I'm a very private person. I like to just be left alone with God. I'm perfectly happy. 
But in the times that I'm alone with him, he's working on me. He's doing an incredible work, isn't he? And when you realize that what's happening and why you're doing what you're doing, you realize, okay, I have revelation. God is at work within me. God is at work within me. God is at work. He knows we need a building. He knows we're ready to go for it. Huh? He knows that we're meeting all over the city. He knows that. And he knows that some of you have uh, a skill with music and some with other things. He understands that. I mean, he knows that. He opens the doors he wants opened because you're learning the patience. You're learning what it means to bring his heart into the middle of the day. He knows. Sometimes we get exasperated with each other. We get exasperated to understand what God is doing. But I want to encourage you. Spend time with God and ask him daily. Give me a spirit, grant me a spirit of revelation. That's how oneness, that's why we're going to have a change in the UK today. Because God wants to do something with our church. He wants to show and reveal himself and he's going to do it through you. But he can't because you've got a critical attitude or you think you know it all or whatever. It is against him. You have to have revelation. You need the revelation. It's, it's a humili- an area of humility. Okay? It's all about humility. It's frightening. Sometimes you know that God wants to open doors. Sometimes, okay, I didn't have a near-death experience, an NDE. I didn't die. I didn't go to heaven for 90 minutes and have hundreds of operations like we watched this Don Piper. And I remember 10 years ago when I'd finished writing this book, you know, it wasn't easy to write my testimony about coming out of the music business, about still. And I had somebody who's very well known in ministry. Well, who do you know? So I mentioned who I knew. And I mean, they're a worldwide name. I'm like, they're just, that's, I'm not going to mention it. That's just who they are. So it's like God wants to reveal who you are he, because he actually wants to reveal himself. When he's done, he says, oh, good. Okay, now I'm done. I'm done with Dave. I can reveal who I am through Dave and he feels safe with you or Rod bless you <laughs> like did I do something wrong no do you want to speak I'm just feeling a very I've been alone with God for a week and it's been good I know you always say that You always say that. So we pastor differently. I care for you. I pray for you. But I don't always say it. And every month that I get to share with you, I just want to encourage you to pray daily for revelation, for a spirit of wisdom and revelation. I don't need to say a lot. If you just do this one thing, I mean, just think about it. Pray for revelation. I was praying for revelation, and the doctors and the publishers and the people, well, they're like, well, you didn't have a near-death No, I didn't. I turned around in obedience. Obedience brings incredible reward from heaven. I just turned around at a party. I'd been thinking to myself, why on earth am I at a party again? Don't born-again Christians, is that what they do? I was wanting to see the lifestyle. And actually, I've said this before to you all. When I came into the church world in America, I was shocked because there were still groupies around the front. And there was still, it was like the same smell. It was the same thing. 
Some of you are nodding because you know, because you see it. You have revelation. Huh? God isn't looking for that. God is looking for us to be different. If we've got a call on us as a church, as a corporate people, then we have to step into the future with revelation. I have to know when I walk into some studio or whatever it is, a shop, a bank, God is with me. God, you shouldn't mess around with that. I don't mess around with that. I don't think ugly thoughts. If I catch myself with the blinders on, the blinkers, thinking ugly thoughts, I have to get myself positioned in the realm of the spirit. Because the angels, I think you put it up the other day, the angels work on what comes out of your mouth. And if what comes out of your mouth is in line with what God says, then you are forced to be reckoned with. You are forced to be reckoned with. I know that when we go to certain places, change is going to come. I know that change is going to come today because you've been put on the spot. You're walking in the revelation and the knowledge and the wisdom that you know. But there's so much more. Pull the cur- Ask God. Pull the curtains back. Take a look. See what's cooking. Look in. Take the lid off. This is the revelation we're talking about, the revelation of Jesus. He is amazing. He is strong. He is kind. He's patient. I could not believe how patient he was. He's so patient. Huh? Jesus is patient. Aren't you glad? Aren't you glad some things didn't happen when they were supposed to happen, you thought? Aren't you glad things happen at the perfect timing? Because we're in a new place. We're in a new place. We've come into a whole new place, and it's wonderful. We're equipped, and we're ready for it, and we're ready for you, Lord. When Jesus shows up and literally walks into a situation... He's going to be comforting. He's going to be loving. He's going to be kind. He's going to be patient. He's going to listen. He's going to listen with Father's mind and heart. Because he said it, I can do nothing. And I know when you go through a season of of great angst, you know, you think, oh God, I couldn't take another sermon, another bit of scripture. Okay, and then you come to the place where you know that you need wisdom beyond your human understanding. We all come to those places, sadly, but we do. We do all come for them. So I was looking up about how we move into this new season and about the Jewish month from March and how we've moved out of Adar. And we're going into Nisan. And we've moved out of the repentance time. You know, I, my job in the body of Christ hasn't really changed over the years. When I start talking about Jesus and heaven, it gets really quiet. Oh, you can act bored and you can act disinterested. But actually the Holy Spirit is at work. And I know that. And it's, it's like he goes down, he goes down deeper than anybody can go down because he searches out the bottomless things. He shows you. I knew when I came back to England on September the 15th, 1983, I knew some stuff. I knew natural stuff and I knew revelation. I knew where God wanted to take me, what he wanted to do. You know some things. You know that you're here to learn the language or to understand or to receive more revelation of how to do things. People who've been around us have told us they understood 
now how to put a meeting on. I'm like, oh, okay. You know, you have a new ID. Who are you? And I, we love, Rod and I, we love Envision because it helps you show. I mean, if I made an altar call now, half of you would stand up and come because you want something new. I know if I put my hand up, that the power of God will come on you. I know that. It's a revelation. So I'm not trying to be different. I'm not trying to stand out. I'm not trying to say I'm better or worse. I'm just saying I have a personal revelation of the other realm. I have a revelation of it. So I know I know, and you, and you feel things if you have the Holy Spirit. How many of you have the Holy Spirit? Is that everyone? So you know that you know that you know some things. You know where you're supposed to live. You know what you're supposed to do. Sometimes you're in transition, though. And I have explained in a boat when you're going one way and tacking one way and then they say Leo you know and the boom gonna fall over you know you put your head down be humble stay humble even if the whole world doesn't think you are be humble stay humble because there's a timing I've learned in God this is a time to put your war strategies together You know, you have to really think about, do I have the integrity? Do I have the pureness to do this? Um, Anna Hugari sent me an email the other morning with Isaiah 43, 19 that she'd been getting. And I thought, okay, I know that. Behold, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. I know God's doing a new thing in my life. But I know that I know He's doing it in your life. We're stepping into the future. Okay? You don't have to perceive it, but it helps to. So, how do you get from worry and fear to revelation? Well, you pray. You ask God to give you a spirit of revelation. And you don't have to worry about things. It's kind of easy to move on move into the new place but I feel like we're getting done so can you just thank God thank God with me now thank God thank you Father thank you for revelation thank you thank you just like the centurion he understood And Jesus said to him, gosh, I haven't seen such strong faith in all of Israel. When he said, I know if you just speak the word, if you'll just speak the word, just speak the word. I think it was Matthew 8.10. Well, I was reading in 8.10. Sorry. What? In the wrong chapter, anyway. It is amazing to read. When Jesus heard him in verse 10, he marveled and said to those who followed him who adhered, steadfastly. You know, sometimes you're going through something and you have to let your mind, because your mind is a part of your whole being. I I tell you truly, Jesus said, I have not found so much faith as this with anyone. Sometimes a person's faith is not where yours is. And that's okay. In the natural, it's okay. But just remember to pray for revelation. That centurion had revelation. When he spoke to Jesus, and that's what Rod came in and said this morning. So I don't want to take it. It was really good. Talk about washing with the word. It was really good because he had a revelation. 
when he came in. Have a revelation of Jesus and everything will be fine. Okay? Have a revelation of where somebody's faith is. Some people have faith to start something depending on what we've done. And that's okay. That's what we're here for. To help, to be given. You don't, you're not to give with a motive or a compulsion. You're to give because it's part of who you are now. That's what you do. You give in different ways. So please, just get out of this building, get out of your head, get out of yourself, and just pray and ask God, give me a revelation. Maybe you brought up in a church. I mean, my, my niece said to me at Christmas, she'd been really ill, and she said, well, I always get it at this time of the year. And I thought, yeah, I used to think that way, but the Lord stopped me and said, you know what? Don't say that. Don't think about I don't worry about money and food and all that kind of stuff. I don't. I do what works for me. I try to. And I don't worry if I don't minister the same way he does, but we say things. I know I have a job to fulfill, and God brought me here today to bring change. So, Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you. Change is coming to the whole nation today. And I praise you and I thank you for it. Thank you for it. Thank you for change. Thank you for change. Just just take the lid off. Change has come. And it's going to start with me and it's going to start with you. And we are going to fulfill what you've asked of us, what you've put on us with music and sound and the mission and the message. We thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Why don't you come up and let's just worship God with some sound, all you worship leaders. I don't know what we're going to do. How how do I know? All I know is that we need to step into the spirit and be pleasing. Maybe... Maybe, Mike, you're going to come up and sing that song again. Maybe we haven't finished. Maybe we haven't done it all. Some people came late, I know. But God's doing a new thing. And let's just be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Let the Holy Spirit pull the curtains back for you. Huh? Yeah, it's so precious. Takes us into another realm. We keep climbing. I remember Rod when he first stepped in the water in Spain and he goes, Oh, it's salty. I'm like, That wasn't revelation to me because it was the sea. But for him, coming from California, it was. Maybe something that's revelation to you isn't to someone else but that's okay we need revelation let's just pray pray that our whole nation gets it i mean i i obviously being at home a lot in the last week watching and i'm thinking i'm not in the least bit in fear about any virus because i know yeah i know it's fear i know it's sent to put I understand things that are sent just take a look in the spirit take a look in the spirit what is sent to make you feel afraid we love you Lord yeah come on let's sing That I might stand in the 
Thank you. 
with us. He can just grant us. He can just give us the spirit of revelation. He can show us what to do. Okay? He will. He will. He will do it. Sometimes I've dreamt about the whole music business changing, but God says, what are you going to do about it? I've done everything I know to do. I just have to walk with him and be with him. Some of you aren't walking as close to God as you need to, to do what you need to do. Just take the time, listen to people who do. song every day, all day. What Julie said is really far more important than some of us realize. You know, I was gratefully brought up under the mentorship of Kenneth Hagen all those many years ago uh, from 1977 to 1979. And, um, you know, he was the premier voice of God from 1947 up to something, I forget, 1984, something to that effect. Everybody around the world recognized the anointing that was on Kenneth E. Hagin. Uh, the miracles, the might, the glory, and the stuff that happened in the meetings were just incredible. And working some of those meetings, you know, it marks you for the rest of your life. But something he shared with us over and over again. I always say I was the, there the best year because it was the only year that he taught every day personally. Never did before or after. 77 and 78. <clears throat> But he told us over and over again, the thing that most impacted his life, I mean, 
and to be around this guy, the thing that most impacted his life of all the things the Holy Ghost ever taught him, he said, was praying that prayer in Ephesians 1. He said he prayed that prayer an average of five times a day, every day, every day after God brought him off of that deathbed. Every day, every day, at least five times a day. Father, grant me your spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Christ Jesus. Open the eyes of my understanding. Show me what is the exceeding greatness of this power that is to us who believe which is according to the power that you wrought in Christ when you raised him from the dead and made him to sit at your own right hand far above all principality and power. And on and on. He said that prayer will do more for you if you'll pray it, not just say it. But again, that, and that marked every single one of us that ever were around him. It is the issue of things being revealed. You know, that's part of the Holy Spirit's work. He said when he comes, Jesus said, three times in John 14, 15, 16, the Holy Spirit is what it's about. The Holy Spirit's going to reveal, disclose, transmit, declare, lean into the Holy Spirit. And again, see, we make it a great difficult theological possibility or exercise. He simply means trust, believe, pray it, and believe that he'll do what he said he'll do. He will begin to cause you to see things that other people don't see. Hallelujah. It's that simple. So please take to heart what she shared. Reveal yourself to me, Father. Truly, show me your face. Talk like the child that you need to be. Get alone, get alone. Please do yourself a favor. Learn how to get a, get alone, get quiet, and just talk to him. It's conversation with him that makes the difference in your life, not just petitioning all the time. It's just when you talk with him. That's why I love reading it every morning. I just love it, love it, love it. Read every morning, just stopping and reading that stuff out loud and saying, wow, Father, you really mean this, don't you? You really mean this? You really mean this? I mean, even this morning, over and over again, Jesus healed every person of every disease, every illness, every weakness. You know, and you just read that over and over again, what my Lord did. And it's, your eyes just begin to get open about how he said to his disciples, do the same thing, go out there. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the leper. Freely you've received the authority, so you go and freely give it. I get to do that. You and I get to do the works of Christ. But that can just be information as opposed to revelation. Information doesn't drive devils out. Did you hear me? Julie and I were reading together a part of Jack Hayford's old book about the promise and the blessing. And he, Jack Hayford said it in a wonderful way. He said, you can have mountains of information. But he said, it's only when incarnation takes place. When the word becomes incarnate, living in you. Jesus was the incarnation of God the Father. So please don't take this lightly. Father, grant us revelation. Every one of us, every day, please do yourself a favor. Every day, I challenge you, if you, if it doesn't take that long to pray Ephesians 1, if you did that right now, this, this is March 8th, right? If you did that every day, well, I tell you, every day just for the next 30 days, you would freak out about how much more you'd see in the scriptures. If I could get you to pray that prayer, pray it. I didn't say say it. Don't make it religious. Prayer means you stop it and you look at the words, Father, grant me this spirit of wisdom. It's a spirit of wisdom and revelation. Flood my heart with light. I mean, you say it because you mean it. You know what I mean? You mean it. You stop, you stop, you stop, you look at it. You get singular. 
you speak it out loud, you look on it, you think on it, you lean into it. You do that five times a day, if you did that five times a day for the next nine months, you wouldn't even recognize your life from what it was before. But you've got to be a doer of the word. Amen. So, Father, we do give you thanks in the holy name of Jesus that we have as much as we want. As much as we pull upon heaven, that's how much heaven we'll get. So we thank you, Father. We are going from strength to strength. We are going from grace to grace. Hallelujah. We're moving from faith to faith. We have a building, hallelujah. It's got our name on it. We have blessing. We are the healed of the Lord. We have a house of abundance. We are strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. When we're weak, you're strong. And I glory in that. I glory that in the midst of my weakness, your strength is perfected. So I bless these people today. I thank you for their lives. And I thank you that you continue to work miracles in every single one of them. And I do pray that. Open their eyes, flood their hearts with light. Let them see. Let them see. Because when they see what we're talking about, nothing else compares. I'm telling you, nothing else compares. Nothing else compares. Nothing else compares. In the name of Jesus, we thank you, Father, that we go forth in strength. Somebody say We believe you've really enjoyed this message. For further information, visit www.commonwealthchurch.org and feel free to join us on any Sunday 